Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell. That is Kurt Souter. You've had four cups of coffee. I have had no 30. coffee. I've just been having our guest trying to kill me over here, making me laugh. Sorry. So we'll uh, we'll get to him in a second. But hi, if you're if you're listening, and we hope you are. Uh, my name is Chad Russell. I am the co-host here on Solid Steps Radio. That's Kurt Souter over there on that mic. And uh, we are here to do a show for men by men called Solid Steps. If you're just listening to us for the very first time, thank you for listening. Uh, we when I say a show for men by men, really. We know we have a lot of lady, lady listeners, but we, a few years ago, decided we wanted to do a show that just had the voice of men talking about what God was doing in their life. And we believe that you as men and women, but guys, we believe you are not fulfilling your destiny as a man unless you are walking with God through Jesus Christ. And some people say, well, I don't even know what that means and others have said, yeah, I do know what it means. I've been walking imperfectly with him. But we are we exist to not give you all the right answers, but point you in the direction of the one who does, who is the answer. So we have all kinds of topics we talk about, all kinds of fun things. We've had some, we've had some funny stuff. We've had some management. We've had leadership. We've had husband, father things, right? So Good. fun stuff. Yeah. So today we have a uh, we have a guest. We just keep having him back for two reasons. One. He's talented, he's great, and he knows what he's talking about. And B, we can't find anybody else to get him on the show, so we asked Brad to come on, and he does. So, uh, but Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. But our guest today is talking about something that, when I say this word, many people have a, a religious, maybe, connotation to it. Some people don't even know what the word means. Uh, but if I say the word sabbatical, what do you think about? And some guys may think about, well, big, long vacation. Eh, a little bit more complex than that. Today we're going to talk about what a sabbatical means, not just in a career, but in life. So, Brad Shuck, welcome back. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I love coming on. D- dude, okay, so I wake up this morning, you know, and I'm like, today we're getting Brad back on the uh, show. Dude, I'm, and I'm not exaggerating. It is always a joy to have you in here because you... Uh, you know, God has just done some things in your life, gifted you, blessed you, and uh, it's always interesting. I, I walk away with a new little twist, a new unique perspective on life. So, uh, man, welcome back to the show. Man, thank you so much. And you know what? You are, um, man, you just couldn't be more right about that. I mean, we, my wife and I have uh, had long conversations about this the last couple of weeks about how God has just abundantly poured into our life and we can see uh walking walking with him and beside him uh faithfully god has just poured into our life in ways that we we just couldn't imagine man yeah you know the uh, ephesians chapter three paul says that sometimes he does immeasurably more Mm. than all we could ask or imagine and uh that's that's true that's true and uh so anyway, so Brad, yep. uh, you are on sabbatical right brother, now. What I, in the world is a sabbatical? Brother, I am. I'm on sabbatical. So I uh, so uh, I work at the University of Louisville. Uh, I'm a, an associate professor there of organizational leadership and learning, and I teach human resources and, and leadership. And every seven years, uh, we get a chance to, uh, to take this sabbatical. So uh, in my world, the sabbatical is a chance to step away from the day-to-day work that you're doing at the university and do intense work uh, and also have a period of rest and just have some time where you're able to walk away, reflect, re-energize, and kind of recarve the next path, the next season in your life. Yeah, I mean, so 
um, I'm not. We, we kind of joked earlier. <laughs> yeah. Some of the leadership, probably at U of L, <laughs> they don't understand that this actually is a biblical principle. Yeah. It's this seven years, right? So I, I'm able to take this every seven years, and I don't think it's by coincidence that it's every seven years that uh, we get this chance. I mean, you know that that number is holds such uh, holiness and space in the Bible. Uh, that that number seven, and and for me being able to go on this journey at this time, uh, has really significant impact not only for my life, but I think my my prayer is for me during this time is that God is prepping me for the next season of my life. But and I'll be honest with you, man, I don't know what that is. And uh, as a as a dude, like that's a little like I'm a little nervous about that. I'm a little scary. But we've my wife and I have had periods in our life where. We have just trusted God that mm. whatever this, I don't need to see the path, but if I can just see this step, just guide my foot where it needs to go so that it hits something solid, I'm going to have faith that that does that. And I feel like that's kind of where I'm in space at this time. Yeah. So, okay, so, so some of our listeners right now are, are going, oh, oh, wow. So Brad gets a vacation for the next, you know, how many months? <laughs> sure. It's it's not a vacation. You're you're not, you know, wake up every morning at, you know, 10 a.m. and, you know, leisurely, you know, do no. nothing. No. So, no. Uh, I, I, so talk to our listeners. You've kind of known about this sabbatical for how long? For a year. So I've needed... Uh, you take this in your seventh year, uh, and you plan it in your sixth year. So you have to go through an approval process. There's a there's a formal work plan that you fill out. You say, I'm going to do these things. At a minimum, I'm going to do these kinds of three or four things. Uh, and then they, they check when you go back. Like, did you do these things or did you not do these things? And so there's a there's a defined scope of work that I've got to get done. And I've, I was ambitious. Um, I have some colleagues that aren't as ambitious. They, uh, they do take it as a bit of a reprieve and rest period. But I, I really saw this as a chance for me to begin to define the next season of my life through the context of what God is asking me to do. And so I was ambitious. Uh, I'm going to write a book uh, in, a, you know, in a year, and that's difficult to do. Uh, I'm going to apply for you know, some grants and do some other things uh, that require a real deep scope of work. So, but... You, you're you're not with students. Nope. You're not, not teaching you're classes. Not, you're not teaching classes. Mm-mm. No. No you're, meetings. No no meetings. Mm-mm. No emailing. All you know. All this. All your you know students. You know all that. Even though maybe, do you struggle with email? I sh- do. Do I struggle? <laughs> <laughs> do I struggle with email? Man, I wish my wife was here. She <laughs> would. <laughs> she would be all over. That. I, I mean, I'm I'm obsessed about it. Yeah, I really am. I'm obsessed, and it's not healthy. It's not a healthy thing, and I know that. So, uh, but but God's teaching you through all this for sure, absolutely. So, so the, the sabbatical really does uh, from the university perspective, and this I think happens for most universities. I think, yeah, yeah, um, I think that's true. Um, there's the there's some people though who opt not to do a sabbatical. That's right. Some people give their sabbatical up. They decide not to take it. They decide they don't need it. They don't want it. They just continue on. Um, I I don't know why they would do that. That doesn't <laughs> that doesn't compute for me. The, the chance to step away and reflect on where I'm going is such a gift, and I know that, such a, such a space. At the same time, there's a, there's a heaviness for me of responsibility that comes along with that. 
So it to your point, like it is not about, well, let's just go to the beach for six months. That's just not what this is about. And maybe that's because um, maybe that's because I, I prayed for my sabbatical and prayed over that sabbatical uh, and have prayed throughout and during and will continue to do that. That this sabbatical is not about Brad Shuck. I don't want this sabbatical to be about me. I want this to be about God's work in my life so that there's something for me on the other side of that, that I'm quiet enough and disciplined enough to be able to hear that and listen to that. To me, there's a great responsibility with that. This, it's not just I don't have to do emails or, or go to meetings. Those things are great. Not, no, I don't like to go to meetings. I mean, I'm not a big, big fan of big department. If you've never been to an academic department meeting, you're not missing much. <laughs> We debate a lot of words and meanings and, you know, and so I don't, I don't, I don't miss that stuff. You know what I do miss though? I miss people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I, I love, love our students. I love our faculty. I love the chance to interact with people. And there'll be days where I don't talk with anybody. Uh, I'm at home. My girls leave. We leave the house at 630 in the morning. And my wife's an elementary school teacher. My daughter's in second grade, so they they head out pretty early. And then I go back in the house, and I sometimes don't see them again until 8 o'clock. And I will not have interacted with a human being all day long. And sometimes I I, I really do miss our our students and our family. So, But there's also, in that time of aloneness, Mm. there's some things that God wants to speak to us about. Yes. I I mean, I think there's a reason— uh, we you we get the word sabbatical from Sabbath. Sabbath, yeah. And um, so some so there's some of our listeners right now who are going. Well, I, I don't get a sabbatical. I don't get a you know eight months off to, to you know away from my job. But the interesting thing is that that God says, but I want you to have a Sabbath every week. I want you to have this yeah. experience of of downtime. And and really, I think. Uh, I think if we ask the the leadership at universities, they would say that that a sabbatical is really about sharpening the saw. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you, we need to you know, step away so that we can get the get the, the the saw sharpened. And that's not. I don't think that's intuitive all the time. It's not an intuitive step. So stepping away. Uh, Conf- my wife got me a chainsaw for my birthday. I, I was sharing this with, with Kurt Shedd earlier. Uh, and I learned a valuable lesson about the blade not being sharp. <laughs> it takes twice as long, sometimes three times as long, sometimes it won't even cut. You know, if, if, if I dull the blade through overuse or through misuse, then the time that it takes me to do the job is extended exponentially. And you got to work twice as hard. You got to work twice as hard. But it's... But who wants to stop and change the blade? And because it means you have to stop working in progress, and that's an uncomfortable place sometimes. Yeah, we're so, gonna take a break here. We're gonna take a break and come back. And, and Brad had and some anticipation of what the Sabbath, Sabbath, the sabbatical was going to be, and he's ninety days into it. And um, we're gonna hear about some hits, some hits, some misses, and uh, maybe some things he is learning in the past three months and what he hopes to learn in the next six months of his sabbatical and what we can learn of having a Sabbath. Matthew Sleet said, if you have a Sabbath one day a week for your adult life, you will have 15 years off in your lifetime. We're going to take a break. Be back shortly on 
Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our second segment of Solid Steps Radio. Thank you for listening, hopefully on purpose, but if you listen accidentally, uh, we are today talking with Brad Shuck, and he is talking about the beginning of and in the process of having a sabbatical, and you never need to take a sabbatical from your finances because you're going to have some problems if you take a sabbatical from your money too long. And good folks at Ellen and Credit Union can help you in your finances in regards to if you need a home loan, business loan, uh, home equity line, savings, you name it, any kind of accounts, Ellen and Credit Union, they've been around for decades and they are not just people who are interested in money, they're interested in people. And then Vision First Eye Care, uh, they can help you see and not just see, but have a plan for what you need to do in the next season of your life and whether you need glasses, whether you need contacts, uh, you name it. They take care of you. They take care of my eyes. I've been doing that for decades. And Rod Rollo and his crew do a fantastic job over at Vision First. We thank both of those wonderful institutions for sponsoring our shoe. So, Brad, sabbatical. Sabbatical. What was the, uh, you know, when you were thinking about this, what were you, what was kind of your game plan mm. when you, uh, you know, when you're thinking about this, what you, what, what you're going to do, what you're not going to do, all, all man, that. I, I had grand plans, man. I mean, I was, <laughs> I, I was going to be, amb- I was going to do a lot. I was going to be as, as ambitious as I can. I do, I do want to, um, any of the razzing that I might get from having a sabbatical from any of the listeners, like I earn that. Right. Like I, and, I, and, and I, and I, and I, and I freely, I freely accept it for sure. Uh, again, like what a gift and what an opportunity to be able to, to think about this and, and to do this. The, so I had some professional things that I wanted to do, but I also had some real mm. personal goals that, uh, that I've for the most part failed on. I mean, completely failed on the first one is, um, I wanted to have lunch every month with my mom and my dad. Mm. Separately, and I wanted to to meet them. Uh, my my parents are, are uh, if they're listening, they're I mean you're not older, but you're aging, right? Like, and I want to spend some time with you and learn from you, and I just want to be friends with my mom and dad. Yeah. And so I wanted to go lunch with them. I haven't done it yet. Uh, we're 90 days into it. Chad and I are going to have a little intervention after <laughs> after the show today. I don't need to say anything else. He said it himself. His condemning words came right out of his mouth. <laughs> this is terrible, right? Like we got it on tape. Like, you, okay. you say like. Well, what are you doing? I'm busy doing what? Like you're on sabbatical, brother. Like make time for your mom and dad, which is which is fair. It's fair criticism. The um, the second thing is I wanted to be just a- available for my family. So I mentioned my wife is an elementary school teacher. Uh, man, I mean she teaches kindergarten. So I, I her her life is it's a crucible there, buddy. brother. I'm telling you right now. I go into that. I last about 15 minutes, and I'm like, I got. I'm itching. Like I gotta go. I, I can't handle this anymore. So she, so I wanted to be available for them, making dinners, doing laundry, just just like upkeeping the house, so that life could be easier for her when she got home, and also like to be there with my daughter and spend time doing the kinds of things that I wanted to be doing with her. As she's she's eight, she's going through some transition time now where I feel like it's really important that she knows daddy just loves her all the time yeah um the other thing that i want to do i focused on my health um so i wanted to carve out very intentional space to uh to to step into this next season and i from a healthier spot than i was my first 40 years i i like to tell a story i went to lulu's cafe in san antonio texas and i ate a five pound cinnamon roll y'all it was good it was a oh, it was a life goal there, it buddy. was a prideful moment i mean it was and i ate it and i, I it was good I probably can't do that too many more times. If if somebody would have told me now that my body would do these things when I turned 40, 
I would have lived my 20s eating way more pizza and spicy stuff uh, than I can <laughs> can right now. It, Angie and I eat dinner at like 6, and we're like, oh, gosh, I've got heartburn. It's 8.30. Like, what's the deal? What's going on with this, man? So I wanted to step in and, and, and be healthier, and so we've taken some proactive proactive steps to do that. Wow. <clears throat> as, you, as you're taking this time to kind of reevaluate, to mm-hmm. refocus, um, God has been prompting you. There's... Uh, I mean, we, we men, we take kind of pride in what we can accomplish, but God looks at the heart. Yeah. And there's an inner work that God is stirring. Talk, talk about that a little bit, Brad. Yeah. So in, in, in my world, I am rewarded for the things that people can see, right? So the more things that I produce, the more talks I give, the more papers I write, the more research I do the more I get accolades for that, mm-hmm. right? There's a reward system that's that's yes. in place for that. And, and, that, and, that's, and that's true, that's true for, for anything. I mean, it's, it's yeah. you for, you know, sure. selling houses. Absolutely. It's, you know, yeah. whatever. But, yeah, keep going. So that's what I thought I was going to spend my time doing. And for the most part, to be honest with you, I have spent my time doing those things. It was last fall where God, I felt, was very clear in asking me to step away from my leadership positions at the University of Louisville. I'd been in positions of leadership uh, running and serving our programs there for the last six years. Not uh, just not just teaching, yeah. but you're teaching and, and doing these leadership roles. Yeah, so there was administrative stuff, and I was totally sold out to that, and uh, and I loved it. It required me to be connected all the time. It required me to be um, really a servant leader for our students and for our faculty and our staff, and I, I loved, loved doing that. But I felt like God was asking me to step, like that season was coming to an end. To be honest with you, that was really scary for me mm. because I had never, I had had things end in my life, but never as a means to go to something new that I did not know what it was yet. It had not been defined for me. But it was really clear that that season of my life was coming to a close, and there were some flags in my life that, you know, you put the fleece out. And you're like, all right, well, if it's if it's if it's wet here but dry here, like, all right, then I'll know. And then, you know, I would put the fleece out. Well, maybe that was a fluke, so I'll put the fleece out again, see what happens. And every time God answered that call, and so there were just some things in my life that was like, all right, this is what you need to do. You need to step away from this. So I, I did that, and I spent the last three months just transitioning out of that. And I was very bold and very clear about I I will be leaving this position. These are the things that I'm going to be doing during the sabbatical. That caused me to begin to think about the inner work that God was asking me to be disciplined enough to listen to him through. Mm-hmm. Um, I've not been great at that. Uh, I've not been good at, over the last 90 days, I've not been real good at being still. The first couple of weeks of my sabbatical, here's my greatest fear. I don't want to waste this. I don't. I don't want to come to the end of this and look back and ha- and just do the same old, same old, over- that Bradshuck is no different at the end of that. I wouldn't want that for any man listening, that we have a day, a, uh, an hour that we would waste. And that's my greatest fear, that I'm going to squander this time away that God has gifted to me so that he can do work inside of me. So I had to shift my perspective that it is not about the things that I can produce. It is about what God can produce in me through me. But, man, I got to be still for that. In the first couple of weeks, that was really tough. I, I think it's tough for most of us guys. Yeah. 
the, the, this inner work that God wants to do is, uh, and, 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 you know, m- many of us who are listening right now, you know, we can't take a, a sabbatical, but God still wants to do the inner work. And he still gives us a Sabbath every week. That's right. I mean, that's what he wants us to do. And he wants to, and we have moments throughout the day where there's inner work that can be done that he wants to do to transform us. And yet it's, it can be really uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable, very awkward. Um, at times very, um, it produces for me, it produced a lot of anxiety. So I had, I went through a period of a couple of weeks where I was just incredibly anxious um, I felt like there was just a lot of weight. And I think that for me was needing to let go of some identities and some mm. issues of power and issue things that I identified in myself. This is, look at me, I'm so important. I do these things. And I had to let that go. And I didn't know what to do with that space, man. Uh, I'm, I can tell you that God has filled that space. Uh, and it is continuing to fill in that space for me. That has been... Um, it's been an amazing transformation, and I hope that my wife would be able to attest to that, that she would say, he's more prayerful, he's more present, he's more available. Um, but that's a, man, that just, I continue to work on that every single day. Well, I think all of us guys can, can really relate to that. I mean, we put our identity into you know our titles our jobs our work the the project this is what we accomplished um you know today this week this is what i've been working on and 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 there's there's some beauty in that i mean it's a it's a beautiful beautiful thing but i think when 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 we look at this whole sabbatical or sabbath principle you look at what our creator god yeah he creates he creates he creates he does that for six days but then it's time out. That's he, right. It's, he, he rests. And there's something powerful about changing pace, resting, and for us as men to allow God to do this inner work. Um, I, I'm reminded of what Dallas Willard said. Um, I think it's Dallas, uh, who's now in heaven. But you know, there's certain things that cannot happen in our inner world mm. apart from taking the time out. And, um, but so many times it's, it's really, it's uncomfortable for us guys. Yes. Yes. It's not, I don't think it's natural. Uh, it wasn't, at least it wasn't for me. And I I can speak for myself that sitting, I mean, I just take a given Sunday, right? Uh, on on that Sabbath, if I was to not go outside to do any work or if I just took that day as a day of absolute rest, it would be, it would be uncomfortable for me to sit and just to be. But yet I know that's what God is asking me to do is to sit and listen and be in that 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 is discipline in and of itself. And so for those first few weeks, uh, I struggled a lot with anxiety and I kept that inside uh, my you know, my family didn't know about that. My wife didn't know about that. I, I, that was a that was an inner struggle that I had. Uh, I struggled with anxiety. I struggled with identity. What should I be doing? Well, I'm wasting this time. And those are really heavy burdens for me to carry. Uh, through, through that time. It was, a, it was a nervous time for me. Yeah, I think that's the case for many of us. We need to take a break though. So we're going to take a break and come back in our next segment. And we're going to talk about uh, maybe some of the things that Brad wants to do different in the next coming months. And again, we want to challenge you guys, if you're listening, to say, hey, wait a minute. Do I need to have a mini sabbatical? I, God's called us to have a sabbatical today, this week, the month, the quarter, 
the year. There's certain levels of rest that we need to tell you. We're going to talk more about that here in the next segment on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our third segment today of Solid Steps Radio. If you're just joining us, you can listen to all of our shows in their entirety. Thanks to our sponsors like Frank Brothers, uh, Frank Enterprises. There's there's Frank Enterprises and Frank Brothers like who do the uh, body work on cars. That's not who we're talking about. We're talking about the guys. If you have a septic tank issue, the Frank Brothers, those guys can take care of you. If you have any kind of water that doesn't go where it's supposed to go. I was talking to somebody, I'm not going to mention who it was, and they've had a uh, they've had a septic tank in a property for 20 years, and they've never had it pumped. <laughs> That's a problem. And so it depends. If you don't know about your septic issues, Frank Enterprises, those guys will take care of you. They're great sponsors <laughs> of our show. And I also want to thank um, Dan Hart Financial. Now, if you need to know about where you're going to go with your money in the future and where it's going to go and where you want to invest it and be wise with it. Dan Hart Financial can take care of you on all your financial needs. So we want to thank those guys for sponsoring our show. And if you want to hear our show commercial free, you go to Facebook, you go to SoundCloud, you go to iTunes, you go to wherever you listen to podcasts and just type in Solid Steps Radio and then you'll see our ugly mugs come up. Click on the button and then you can listen to our shows commercial free thanks to our great sponsors. We have faces for radio. Yes, we do. You do. <laughs> They're beautiful. Hey, Chad. Okay, so uh, Chad, you. We were talking in the break yep. about uh, the person who bo- who's boasting about being busy and and uh, re- read that. Yeah, I heard uh, Matthew Sleeth, who's a friend of our show and been on before, going to be on in the future. Uh, talk about one of the only few people who boast about being busy in the Bible. And I asked Kurt that, and he was like, mm, Apostle Paul. He was kind of <laughs> going through his little rolodex uh, of people, and I and I read this from the Book of Job. It said. One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came with them, which is just a weird thing to think about, right? Yeah. It's... The Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord from roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth on it. And so here's Satan, just this image of him going back and forth, constantly on the move, being really, really busy doing his work. Yeah, and so busyness, in, in I mean, God calls us to work. I mean, that was the first... Uh, you know, what Adam and Eve, work is a blessing. It's work is a gift right. to be able to work. I love what Bob Russell says. Every man needs three things. Every man needs somebody to love, something to do, and then something to look forward to. And you've been looking forward to the Sabbath and uh, a, a, a time to kind of change the pace, to yep. sharpen the sh- saw. Um, but there's this inner work that God's been stirring in you. Mm-hmm. You you shut down all you know all these leadership responsibilities before you took the sabbatical. Yep. Um, but it, th- there can be this uncomfortableness being quiet. Yes. And we were take, talking in the break about Psalm forty six ten. Be still and know that I am God. And God's been wrestling with you so to speak brad uh talk about that a little bit yeah so the the, one of the first things i think that was really important is for me was the preparation for this right and so i i took some very intentional steps um early on to to be able to put myself in a position to be still and i and i had a a a good friend of mine uh dr jerry rabelais uh who is uh i know jerry yeah um not only is he an incredible uh an incredible leader um, he is a um, he's a man of God, 
And he, he pulled me aside and he said, now it's going to take a couple weeks. It's going to, because Jerry took a sabbatical. Uh, when, when he was going through some uh, challenging times in his life, uh, he also took the exact same thing that I'm on right now. And it took him a couple of weeks to downshift into a different gear. And he, he pulled me aside and said, it's going to take you a couple weeks to downshift. I didn't believe him, but he was right. <laughs> Dr. Rabelais was right. We should listen to the doc. Um, the intentional work that had to happen before that. So there was preparation. It wasn't just something I stepped into in January. It was like, well, here I am. I, I'm on sabbatical now. Um, it was what, how do I prepare my heart? How do I prepare my mind? And how do I prepare my time to be in a position to where God can begin to speak to me? And uh, that inner work is beginning to happen as I have downshifted into a different flight plan. And I'm in, I'm in a totally different flight plan than I was uh, a year ago. It's completely different. My, my pace, my focus, where I'm spending my time, um, where I'm listening to God and asking him where he wants me to spend my time and to speak through me to do certain things, um, that is the beginning of the inner work. Now, I'll be honest with you, I, I, I think I've only begun to scratch the surface of this. Mm. Um, I don't. Man, I pray God's not done with me because there's there's a lot of stuff He could fix up. There's a lot of rough, a lot, lot of rough edges here, but the um, I believe that uh, God is beginning that work in my heart right now. Part of that for me is a deep, deep love for people, uh, and I'll give you an artifact of what I mean by that. Um, I have. I was going through the Atlanta airport. I travel quite a bit. I had my earphones in, and I typically listen to. Uh, I play the worship team at Southeast. If we're playing that weekend, I listen to the songs obsessively throughout the week because I I want to learn them and and it's fun. And so I'm listening to the lineup for this week uh, at, at church, and I'm going through the. If you've been through the Atlanta airport, you know what I'm talking about. There's tunnels that go through from each tarmac uh, yep. or each hub. So B T A so on. I'm walking through, I'm listening, and I'm crying. I'm, I'm a grown man <laughs> on his way to give a talk, and I'm, I'm walking through the airport, and I, I've just got tears streaming down my face. I'm so moved by people, and God has always had, that's always been a place for me in my heart. Uh, I, I, I take that back to White Mills Christian Camp when I was a kid. Uh, that, that instilled that love of people in my life. So I can see the beginning of God planting seeds for the next season of my life. And there's no question about it that God will have me with his people doing work that empowers his kingdom. There's no question for me about that. But God is uh, stirring in your heart. Mm. And, he, you know, sometimes he doesn't give us, you know, what's going to happen the next 10 years down the road. It's but, never happened but, for he, me. But, but he will, he promises, he, his word is a light into our path. You That's know? right. And so, um, I'm, but I'm thinking about Jesus before he launched his public ministry. He does this kind of mini sabbatical of 40 days in the desert. And what, what God the Father, and yes, he was being tempted by the devil, but he was led by the Spirit into the desert. And... Um, what the Father wanted him to experience and to know as a man, uh, as a man in, in full humanity. Yes, he was fully God, but he was also fully man. Mm. 
what the Father wanted him to know and experience and learn so that he could launch his ministry. You ever think about that? Yeah, I think that's a really power. I think about that all the time, actually, and and what that was like with with prayer and fasting and stillness. Um, at the same time, there's no question in my mind, and maybe this is bold to say this, he didn't have food. There was no one around him. But I bet he was full. And I, I, I bet at times it was loud. But it was loud with love. It was loud with proclamation of the future. He was full of the Spirit. And so while his belly may have ached, I believe that Jesus, during his time, that God provided for him. Just like he does for us when we walk in faith and we seek his will. God fulfills that promise in, in our life as well. There's, there's no doubt that Jesus wasn't lonely during that time. He was preparing. But he was, he was preparing knowing that at the end of this 40 days, things would never be the same. Mm. The world would quite literally shift. It would, it would shift its trajectory for the rest of time. Yeah, I think this the 40 days in the desert of quiet, of mm. alone— um, there was, you know, the Bible says that he he grew in stature in you know with 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 God and with man. So J- Jesus is expanding, and so for thirty years he's living his life in, uh, in in as a carpenter, but now the shift is beginning. Yeah. And many times in the in in the quietness, I think there's a reason why the psalmist says, "Be still, be be still." It literally means to cease striving. Stop striving, call time out, be still, and know that I am God. And, and, and Jesus needed this 40 days of, of be still, of alone, of quiet. Um, there's probably some resting going on, but there's also transformational things that okay. the Father is downloading to Jesus. And you're experiencing that. Um, in the sabbatical, man, I I, I hope so. I, I mean, that's my prayer, um, that God uses my life in a way that Brad Shock decreases, and that He increases. Um, wh- when I go into a company, and I'm given a talk, I do not want them to see Brad Shock. I want them to meet Jesus Christ. If if we can do that, dude, that's touchdown. I, yeah, I, all day. All day. Um, I think about, uh, I joke with guys and I go, if, if Jesus, the son of God, the son of man, the, the anointed one, the one who is holy and perfect in every way, if Jesus Christ needed to spend 40 days in the desert um, alone, quiet, it'd probably be good if we would do one once in a while. I mean, once, I mean, you know, from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a break, come back in one more segment. We're going to talk about Brad and, and we will talk a little bit more about <clears throat> his future of what he'd like to accomplish um, or what God wants to accomplish in him. And uh, who is it, Kurt, St. Augustine, that said you have to trust in the slow work of God? Is that who, who said that? We, um, I think it's Slim. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Slim, he's Slim. a friend of the show, Tim Reese, and he ain't that good to say something like that. He stole that from somebody. But the tr- I, can't, I can't remember where he stole it. Truth of the matter is, I, I just don't, I can't think of very many people in the scriptures that God did something for them overnight. I mean, he does things, but in the, in the heart and the character of a person, 
Name anybody in the scriptures. Moses, 40 years. Jesus, uh, 40 days, but 30 years before he began his ministry. Just David, you're anointed as king as a child, and then he doesn't become one for decades, right? Uh, It's just that work. If we gave God space, what would he do in our life? We're going to take a break, come back shortly, and talk more on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment today of Solid Steps Radio. We want to thank our sponsors, Bright Star Home Care. If you have a loved one who is having to have um, health care, uh, home care, home care, that they need, whether it's one day a week, they need somebody to come by and just check on them, or you need somebody who needs 24-7 care, Bright Star Home Care likes to come, likes to, that's what they do. They come along beside you and say, hey, how can we help you with your loved ones and they're great assets to do that. We also want to thank Christian uh, Country Lake Christian Retreat Center. If you want your kids to go on any type of, of summer camps or if you want to take your organization away to take a day off to get away, Christian uh, Country Lake Christian Retreat Center, say that 10 times, uh, is a great organization and they're a sponsor of the show as well as, again, uh, Ellen and Credit Union and uh, all those fun guys. So, Chad, you have been studying a little bit the life of Elijah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're getting ready to do some teaching with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- this whole principle of quiet. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, he was how many days? Elijah was, he, Jezebel said, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> he said he got afraid and he ran <laughs> and he didn't know where he was going. He ends up 42 days-ish later in the same place that Moses ended up when he experienced God. And so people will go, well, I'd love to have 42 days in a row. Some people would say, I wouldn't want to want to have 42 days in a row, but 42 days alone with God, that, you know, gosh, that would be great. Well, do a day a week or a day a month, you know, that adds up. It would take you three and a half years to have 40 days with God. If you do one day a month. Mm-hmm. So it's just, there's power in the cumulative effect. What Brad, why do you think we, um, uh, you know, just personally, why why do you think we kind of stray away from that leaning into quiet and solitude and silence and be still and know that I am God? Why, why us guys? Why why is that, Kurt? Because there's so many other things I could be doing. I mean, like I got to cut the grass, I got to make dinner, I got to get to work, I got to check this email, I got to write this paper, I got to I got to talk to this client, I got to take this phone call. It, I mean, there are so man. It's just we're so. I think sometimes it's far easier to just be busy. I think it's much more difficult and intentional to live in a space, to carve out some space, to just be quiet. If I I don't do it at the beginning of the day, going back to quiet time at 1 o'clock in the afternoon or 2 o'clock in the afternoon is is almost impossible for me because I did not prioritize that space. It is far easier for me. And to be honest with you, it's far more comfortable for me to just take the phone call or send the email or to dig in to work than it is to sit down, to be still, and to listen. Because it's it's easier to be busy. It, I, I think you're right. It's easier. I mean, I think it's easier many times. I think that's why I, um, it's not a suggestion in the, in the Ten Commandments. In fact, it's the longest commandment mentioned of the Ten 
there's there's more words there's more description there's more kind of hey hey folks this is not a suggestion this is a commandment and i want you to follow of the 10 commandments number 4 uh dr matthew sleeth says that number 4 helps us f- fulfill and obey the other 9 when we take this time of rest and stop striving mm-hmm. and take this sabbath this 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 principle um I mean, I remember uh, my good my good buddy uh, Slim, who told me twenty years ago, I'm I'm trying to decide, I'm trying to discern what path to take, and uh, he says, Souter, you need to go get away, you need to be quiet. He called it a desert day, mm-hmm. and we've talked about that on the show before, um, but you you're having this experience of kind of an ongoing desert day, but. But God is stirring in your hearts. Yeah, I think in some ways I am, and in some ways I'm not. So the ways in which I'm not is are the ways in which I'm denying what God is asking me to do, right? And so I can keep busy all day. I I, I can I can get a bunch of stuff done and be productive and and check. I I ended last week and I was like, I got everything on my to do list done. I don't know that that's a good thing to be honest with you. I maybe I sh- maybe there's some things that shouldn't have been on that to do list. But in the space in which I I I hope I'm living into God's will for my life, I hope I am having those that desert time. I've yet to have a full day. Uh, one of the one of the personal goals I had for my sabbatical was to go see a movie during the day. I've never done that. <laughs> I, I, to just go, you know, catch a two o'clock matinee and get some popcorn by myself. I've never done that, and I've yet to be able to do that. Mm. And so again, that to do list is for me so so controlling. Yeah, I, there, there's there's this work that God wants us to do. And again, I think we forget how much Jesus pulled away. Mm. Um, I love R- Richard Foster says, the enemy uh, focuses on noise, hurry, and crowds. Oh, yeah. and, and, and God, you know, in his word, he says, uh, the psalmist says, as deep calls unto deep. Mm. You know, there's... He wants us to, at times, pull away and be quiet. I just want to read a few verses. I'm going to have you comment, yeah. uh, Brad. Uh, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up. He left the house and went to a solitary place where he prayed. Luke 4, he says, at daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. Luke 5, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Luke 6, Jesus went to a mountainside to speak to pray, and spent the night praying to God. By the way, that was right before he chooses the 12. He spends all that time alone, and then he chooses the 12 disciples. Um, Luke chapter 9, Jesus was praying in private. Um, Matthew 14, after he dismissed the crowds, he went up on a mountain by himself to pray, and when evening came, he was there alone. That's right after he feeds the 5,000. Yeah. Um, it's just amazing how many times Jesus pulls away to get alone so that he has space. Your thoughts? The, what strikes me about that is the intentionality behind that. Mm. And that's, uh, if I'm being honest with you, that's probably what I'm lacking in my life is it's easy for me to just stay home and be comfortable and be in that space. And maybe what needs to happen is an intentional pulling away of going to a place that is lonely that allows for that space. I was thinking about that on the drive-in this morning. You know, I have my routine. I have, I'm very disciplined in my routine. I do these things at these times, and this is how this day is going to flow. 
But today was different because I was coming into the radio show this morning, get, get to hang out with you guys. So I went to a different coffee shop this morning. And the, that nudge in my life gate carved some space. But there's what Jesus is talking about or what, what's being talked about there is Jesus and the intentionality behind going to a place, mm-hmm. going to be in the desert, going to be on the mountainside in preparation for. There's a lot of discipline in that. That's a tough thing to do, man. Yeah, the, the, the Proverbs say the corrections of discipline are the way to life. And we, we have to, the, so the spiritual disciplines, the spiritual practices. I'm going to invite you, Brad Shuck, yeah, ma'am. to our next Desert Day. And listeners, you're, you're free to well, join us. It's going to be on April 17th. It's at the Hopewell House. If you go to furtherstillministries.org, uh, you can look at uh, the information there. You can sign up. If you can't do April 17th, um, will you come and join me? I'm coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, che- I just checked my calendar. I'm, I, I'm here. <laughs> I would love to come. I would love to come. I, yes, I'm in. I've, I've been practicing a desert day a month pretty close to almost 20 years and so I don't get a full sabbatical of eight months or whatever, but really? um, but it's amazing w- the clarity that we can gain when we come apart. The old the old preacher Vance Havner said, uh, we, "We've got to come apart before we come apart." Yeah, that's right. Um, but Brad, it has been great to have you. Thank you. God bless you on the rest of your sabbatical Thank and your uh, what He's going to teach you and transform you and uh, you know learn you and educate you. Uh, that's what the Lord is all about. But uh, our time is up. Would you pray for us, guys? I, I, I'd love to. Would you lift up, up this prayer, please? Absolutely. That'd be awesome. Thank you, brother. Heavenly Father, Lord, I want to uh, encourage the men. Uh, I want to encourage the men and the families that are listening. God, that if there is even thinking about Desert Day gives them anxiety, uh, if they get a pit in their tummy thinking about that because there's – there's something different about that, God. I want. I just want to encourage them, I, and I pray for favor on them and their families. God, that you would give them the strength. God, that you would give them the encouragement and the boldness to take the step. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray for the families that are listening, and I pray, God, that you would bless them in immense ways. God, that you would show your presence and your power in them on a daily basis, so that there is they never wonder does God love me? But God, that they just live into that space every, every day. Heavenly Father, I pray for this ministry and I pray for favor over it. Lord, that you would just continue to allow these two godly, godly men to speak truth into the world uh, in a bold way so that we are transformed as a result of it. Mm -hmm. And God, Lord, thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ. God, we bow before you. You are, you are (laughs) It's tough to even find words, Lord. God, you love so deeply, so earnestly, and you pursue us unrelentlessly. God, just be with us, Lord. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Mm, amen. Thank you, Brad. So, <clears throat> Kurt mentioned earlier about a desert day. And again, if you want more information about what a desert day is, uh, go to furtherstillministries.org, furtherstillministries.org. But just to give it in some context. Decades ago, 20 plus years ago, Kurt had a desert day to make a decision. Does he come to Louisville or does he come to someplace else? And I was telling Brad, I said, we wouldn't even be in this room today had he not had that desert day. And I think about the dozens, hundreds, hundreds of people who have been influenced by 
Kurt's ministry and what he has done, the men especially who have been discipled and who are further down the road in their walk. Now, he could have done that any place else, right? He could have went to Illinois or Ohio, and that would have happened there. But I just think about how many people here really it took root and were blessed in the kingdom of God through Kurt's ministry. And that's because one of the reasons why he was giving God space to speak to him and what to do and what where to go. So I encourage you guys, whether it's this week, if you have never, if you say, I can't do a desert day, do a desert hour. Go to a park, get away and just walk around for an hour and just know that God is in your presence and just see what happens. You don't have to have uh, earth, wind and fire like Elijah had (laughs) to hear the, the voice of God. But it was the silence of when he heard God. So thank you for listening. Pass this along to somebody else. We appreciate you listening to and supporting Solid Steps Radio.